1: It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Tomorrow's gonna be better than today
0: everybody, welcome to Grilling at the Green here on AM860, The Answer and the Golf News Network. This is the show, of course, where we talk about golf and the interesting and fascinating people who share the same passion for the game as you and I do. We've got um, the, well, my guest Chris Garrett is going to correct me on this, but I think it's coming on to the 50th year of this tournament or something like that. But we've got the IBM or the IBM, the IMG can be a tournament coming up at Columbia edgewater uh, LPGA and uh, Chris Garrett, who is the tournament director um, and boss is going to join us here in a couple of minutes. Um, this segment is brought to you in part by painted Hills, natural beef, beef, the way na- nature intended and gunter Wilhelm knives, <clears throat> unmatched quality, comfort and efficiency in the kitchen it's online at gunterwilhelm.com. they're great knives by the way i have some and uh with all the cooking and stuff i do on tv or whatever they're really good uh chris garrett welcome to the show man
2: yeah thanks for having me jeff appreciate it it's uh, great to be on
0: no worries okay so let's get the technical stuff out of the way first uh the tournament is a go um and what are the dates and the changes and those types of things
2: yeah, after uh, uh, much, uh, you know, back and forth with the state of Oregon, we have approval to play the 49th edition of okay. uh, the uh, Cambia, Cambia Portland Classic. Uh, dates for the event are September 14th through September 20th is our event week, and uh, that'll be held out at Columbia Edgewater Country Club,
0: where we've been for the last several years. But no spectators
2: but no spectators. Yeah. One of the, as you know, everybody on the, on the radio knows, right. They were in, living in a different world right now with the, uh, with the pandemic and, uh, lots of things that we had to, to do protocols in place. And, and one of those is to just to protect players and public and, and the state of Oregon and, and the people that reside here is that, Uh, we will, like most sports are right now, move forward without, without spectators and fans. So it'll, it'll look and feel a lot different than anything I've ever done, at least in my career. But, uh, we're excited at least one that we're, we're given the opportunity for players to play and to, in an already shortened season where, you know, we didn't want to be another event that canceled and, uh, and you know uh, obviously we want to give opportunities for our players to play and make a living and and do what they love to do chasing their dreams on the LPGA tour and and i don't think i don't think people realize how much the pandemic has had an effect on our players and caddies and and you know same on the men's tour but they make so much more money than the, than the ladies do that it's 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 the disparity, and the you know yeah. for every event that we have canceled, it's a big <clears> deal. So we're happy to be playing.
0: You know, and I know people don't think of it this way, but I really feel for the caddies, um, especially because they're kind of the guys that do a lot of the yeoman's work on the, in the actual tournament itself, as far as the playing aspect of the tournament. And if they're not working, uh, they don't get paid. Most of them.
2: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. You know, I, uh, you know, they're, they're independent contractors that work for their players. And, you know, I, I'm sure there are some players that helped out their caddies along the way, because that's the type of people right, that our players are. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, our caddies are, uh, you know, they're, they're independent contractors. They work week to week. They, and you know, they, their success depends on a) their player playing, and b) their player playing well. Right. And so it's a it's a tough life. And so they, we're we're happy that they're back. And and Cambia has done some uh, a nice thing this year to the caddies. We've given them the opportunity to uh, wear a Cambia hat at certain events, and and to kind of help supplement and give them some additional income that they might not have had
0: in years past. Oh, cool. Good for you guys. So, Chris, how difficult was it to put a plan together? Um, I, You know, we hear about this on the news. Well, we've applied to this and that, but they moved the goalposts. Um, we've seen that in in events and news and, you know, things were planned at the first, first of the year. They got postponed. Then finally they got canceled. And then, you know, they got postponed and then they were on and then they were off. And and I understand why, but in putting together a plan and having to work with, I'm assuming, the county, the city, and the state on these things, how difficult was that?
2: Well, a, a couple of things, as you know, that this this pandemic and, and and the decisions that are made as a result of it change every day. Um, and the, the, the circumstances in, in which we're living change every day rapidly and, and what, what is okay one day is not okay the next. And, and so there are countless hours of, of, amongst countless people that uh, went into the, you know, our back-to-play protocols that uh, made sure that we were protecting players and, and caddies and staff and, and the communities in which we play that we were able to do so in a safe and responsible manner. Um, And, and so the hardest, the hardest part was, was just the unknown changes, you know, right. When, when you're back in, you know, in June, if you would have asked me, I would have said we would have been able to play with limited spectators and, you know, then, then kind of the, what, what many consider a second wave of the, of, infections hit and and then it looked like we weren't going to play at all and then uh you know and then we kind of settled back on we're going to play but without spectators and so um you know the unchanging or or the The never-ending changes and the uncertainty around the the whole coronavirus has been the biggest challenge to deal with. Running the event has actually now become the easier part.
0: (laughs) Well, I can actually understand that. You know, I went out to the Winco a couple times and and covered it for the show and some other venues. And it was, was, I will say it was odd not having a crowd around. And then of course it was odd also because out there, if you familiar with the course, you go across the bridge over into an area, what they call the grove. And there's, yep. there was nothing over there. A couple of signs that said, you know, Winco and that type of thing, but no grove, no people. And it, it was kind of weird because, and I'm not being demeaning to it at all because those guys put on a great tournament but it was almost like it was a practice round. You know what I mean? You had the marshals there and they were, they were doing their thing, but there was about 30% less of the marshals and it, it was strange. It was just strange.
2: Yeah. We're, uh, we are, you know, obviously nobody's ever done that on, on, on our end either. It almost feels, I, I, I have a feeling it's going to feel like a large corporate event. Yeah. Yeah. You know that um, you know we've really never you know we've done them all. Everybody's played in them. The fundraiser for the March of Dimes or whatever it is, but um, it's just going to be a different feeling with nobody out there, and other than players and caddies and a handful of, of staff and personnel. And uh, so anyway, it, it brings its own challenges, but we're we're anxious to to face those challenges and uh, looking forward to you know, seeing how it plays out.
0: We've got, uh, just a few seconds before we go to break. Um, tell them really quick, Chris, it's going to be on the golf channel though, right?
2: It will be on the golf channel. Uh, we do have, we do have 10 hours uh, broadcast on the golf channel this year. Um, so, so those that normally would come out can watch it from the comfort of their, their couch and, and catch it on the golf channel, uh, in in all their local markets
0: there you go uh we're going to take a break here on grilling at the green we'll be back uh with chris garrett from img and we're talking about the cambia that's coming up here in about three weeks um and we'll be right back stay with us
2: Would
1: react now some people say that you shouldn't fade and for them i cannot disagree but i never learned nothing from playing it safe
0: hi everybody it's jt and this is a special version of grilling at the green grilling at the green is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef Welcome back to Grilling at the Green here on AM860, The Answer in the Golf News Network. I'm Jeff Tracy. Today, we're talking with Chris Garrett from IMG. Before we jump back in talking with Chris here, don't forget our friends at Langdon Farms Grill. They have their Friday night prime rib special, and it's ongoing. They're doing all the required social distancing and the seating and all that, but you can still get in there. You can sit down and have a fine meal on Friday nights. That's at Langdon Farms Grill. If you want to email us, it's really simple. Email is uh, info at at net, And of course, we have... Facebook and Twitter and all this. I think we've got 17 now platforms. So you can't, if you can't find just call me. It's out there somewhere. Uh, we're talking with Chris Garrett uh, from IMG and slash the Cambia tournament coming up here. And I guess it's about three weeks, isn't it? That's coming up.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, I think uh, we're we're roughly three weeks from today. Uh, and yeah. our three weeks from tomorrow is round one, and our three weeks from today is our pro am, which we we're, we're still going to move forward with. So, uh, yeah, it's a short turnaround for us.
0: What's the field looking like, Chris? Uh,
2: you know, to be honest with you, the field is is probably amongst the best that we've had here in quite some time. A couple of reasons for that were uh, we have an event preceding us, the A&A Inspiration, one of the majors on the LPGA Tour that's played immediately before us in Palm Springs. Uh And that helps us in a couple of ways. One, we've got the top players in the world playing at A&A. They're already on the West Coast and the trip to Portland pretty easy for them um, to get back up here. A lot of times right. in the past, we've kind of been a standalone on the West coast. But, but the second reason is quite honestly, is that yes. our players have just had so many fewer opportunities to play and earn money and, and compete this year that uh, any event that they can, that they can uh, play, they're going to try to play. And so our field is outstanding, a uh, uh, list of top Americans, top, Players from around the world, and it should be an exciting week.
0: I was going to say because normally you guys are stacked up. It's like Scotland, it just got over with some events in, in Europe for the LPGA. Don't they then normally like go either deep up in the East Coast or in Canada, and then they try to swing down here? So it sounds like it's going to be much easier.
2: Yeah, you know we've typically followed Canada the last couple of years, but Canada's event you know, could move, could be in, in Vancouver or could be in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as they rotate that on a yearly basis. So it, uh, you know, this year, this year prior to COVID, we, they would have played Canada in Vancouver, um, the Canadian event and then come here. So it was going to be an easy stop, but, uh, uh, you just never know how that's going to play out, but we're, we're thrilled with the field that we, that, that we have and, and looking forward to having the best players in the world here at, at Columbia Edgewater.
0: Uh, Chris, how have the sponsors held up? Um sponsor yeah. sponsorship's always a very yeah. important part of these tournaments, you know, one of the major parts of it. And yeah,
2: you know, yeah. To be honest, we uh, we're really, really happy and, and, and the great news about most of our sponsors is they're they're committed to us for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, some of it obviously has to do with their business and, and their entertaining and and all of that, but a lot of them view it as a as a community play, and that they're committed to hosting this event here in in Portland for now 49 years, and it's it's what it does for the community. So uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I guess I shouldn't have been surprised. I know I know the quality of the, of those that are our sponsors, but I was I was pleased with the number of sponsors in in. Even a, a crazy year for some of them from a business standpoint that stuck with us and uh, and have committed to be part of the event so that you know they can uh, one so it, it continues in the community and two that the LPGA players have a have an opportunity to play and and compete that week so yeah it's it's uh, it's been a, a real um, uplift to us that all of our partners have stayed with us and uh, we're really excited about that
0: I I think that's a good thing I, I like that type of commitment from sponsors um like you said supporting the community not just there for their own personal interests but also you know and that's really what professional golf tournaments are a, a, about in a way is the sponsors and reaching out to the communities through charities and and helping and doing stuff for kids I mean there's all kinds of of lists that you can throw out there of what all these folks do, but I think it's very nice that they stuck with you guys. I think it's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, we can't, we can't run this event without the, without the support of local local companies and businesses and partners that, that step up to be part of the event. And so it's uh, it's, we're thankful and grateful that they've, that they've stepped with us in, in trying times.
0: When you do your proams, what accommodations have you had to to make or technical changes? I mean, have you put have you had to put dividers? I know up at Langdon they've they've got these drop down um kind of heavy gauge plastic if you gotta put two people in a cart and but they only do that for their tournaments. They don't do it for daily usage. Um are, are you making accommodations like that or does every person have to to walk or what's going on there?
2: Yeah, well, we've always been a, a walking pro am anyway, so that that hasn't changed. We have provided caddies in the past. We we are not providing caddies this year, so players have to walk or push their cart, uh, or you know, which we have available. But uh, in order just to to limit the number of people that are a around our LPGA players and caddies who have the most to risk from infection, and b to protect the pro am participants, we are. You know, it's going to be basically your your pro am team and your pro and your caddy in 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 the group, and they'll go play. Um, You know, obviously the other thing that we've done that uh, um, we're testing all the pro am participants before they're able to play, and so they'll have to they'll have to test negative for COVID nineteen and and uh, before before they're able to play, and 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 that you know obviously that again that protects. Our players, it protects our other pro am participants, our staff, and everybody involved. So, um, right now, everybody understands that we've had zero pushback. In fact, we're we're looking like you know we're we're obviously not going to be as as full capacity as we've been in the past from a pro am standpoint. We've eliminated a couple of teams where we can, but uh, but we're still going to have a really good pro am competition and so um it was it was big to be able to do that for a lot of our partners and sponsors that's kind of the highlight of their week
0: are you testing the players every every morning when they come in or is it just so in the- one time
2: so the players, they, they test before they, they leave their homes. If they're coming from, from home, if they're coming from another event, they would have been tested at that event. Okay. So they, they test before they leave their local market. And if, if they, if they test negative, they don't get on the plane. And when they arrive in the market market, so on Monday, you know, first thing Monday morning, they will test here. And they, it, once they pass for the week, they uh, they get temperature screen and health screening every day, but uh, they just get tested. The test is basically seven days. It it, it lasts
0: for seven yeah. days. Okay. There you go. We're going to take a break. Be back with Chris Garrett from IMG and the Cambia right after this on Grilling at the Green. Hey, it's JT. And this part of Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Ben Hogan Golf. Check them out online at BenHoganGolf.com. welcome back to uh, grilling at the green we'd like to thank the folks at painted hills natural beef beef the way nature intended and also ben hogan golf tour quality clubs at factory direct prices that's benhogangolf.com um and we're we're talking with chris garrett from the the portland classic Cambia. it's coming up uh what'd you say the 13th through the 20th
2: like, yeah. Seven, seventeen. All uh, right. Well, the actual competition days are seventeen through twenty. Our tournament week is fourteen through 20.
0: Uh, okay. All right. So, um, we were talking off the air about you know different things and the testing protocols a little more than we said in the last segment. I would think that the players are very comfortable with with all the testing protocols and everything that they've been going through with the LPGA and and things they've set up for them. I would think that they would be. Uh, more than happy to come play with that.
2: Yeah, you know, um, in the uh, one, two, I think we're into our fifth event since returning to play for the LPGA. And, and we've had, we've had three, uh, three positive tests. And two of those were before they even left their home to get on the plane. And uh, one was on site and and, uh, that's three players and a couple of caddies. And so, I think we've done a pretty good job too. The players are obviously being very disciplined and in when they're in a new city, they're you know, they're staying in, they're doing all the things, wearing masks and doing all those things that would protect them mm-hmm. and others around them from, from from the infection. And so, um so far so good. And I think the PGA tour, you know, they got off the you know, when they started back in June, they had a couple of positive tests here and there, but but by and large, they've done a pretty good job of of uh, staying healthy as well. So um, I think the great news is is obviously golf has, and, and there's some other sports doing it in some different contexts. But golf, moving from city to city, has proven that it can be done to 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 prevent the the spread of of coronavirus amongst the players and caddies and fans and staff and proven that we can play in different markets on a weekly basis. So, um it looks it it's great news moving forward for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, and you know, you were talking about the PGA guys. I a handful of those had and caddies had tested. I think only one of them had to quarantine, if I'm not mistaken, or or I shouldn't say that, had had um actual real symptoms. Not asymptomatic, but you know, they 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 kind of got a little ill but they're so dang healthy that it didn't really um affect them that badly if i and and that may be wrong i because I, I don't have those numbers accurately but just in from memory it didn't seem that the uh, tour players on either tour pga or lpga anybody that's tested uh didn't seem to really get sick so no
2: and and uh, I know from from our standpoint, a couple of players that had tested positive are back out playing on tour now they they you know they have to obviously test negative again, you know within the next whatever number of days it is, but uh, sure. they're back on tour playing and um and we're moving forward so um you know they they obviously missed an event or two, but
0: uh it's great to be uh, have them back. Chris, you've been doing this a long time. You've been working with event management and that for, for quite a long time. And events don't just happen. They take a long time to plan. They take a longer, more efficient time to execute at the plan. Um, I've worked on events a lot over the years and not from a journalist perspective, but as part of the event itself. and Um, this had to be a great big stop sign in the middle of the road, you know, come March or April of this year. Uh, and everybody had to really, you know, throw the brakes on and catch their breath. Was this one of the most difficult things you've ever tried to overcome in your professional career?
2: Well, you know, I mean, obviously anybody in in this business or you know that has ever done this is is going to tell you that it's it's new, it's unprecedented. Nobody, we've never had to deal with it. We actually at my other event in in Palm Springs, A and A Inspiration, we actually started our build out there and started to build and had stuff on the ground and then had to you know pump the brakes and. You know, we tried to even as as early as a couple three weeks out, tried to say, Okay, can we just do it? Can we do it without fans? Can you know, and then of course everything everything was canceled. And so um yeah, different, you know, obviously uh every event, every time you run an event or or everything has its challenges. Sure. And, and this was this was a new different this was just a new challenge and a different challenge. And I always tell our team, you know, before we go into an an event, you know, that things are going to happen that are unexpected. We're going to face, you know, uh, a rain, you know, whether it's nature or uh, something happens that gets screwed up or, or any of those types of things. And it's always how we react to those things that determine our success, not, you know, because even even they, you know, Augusta national and the masters, they face challenges during their tournaments and so forth and things that are unexpected and they react. And and most people outside of the, your core staff don't even know that it happened. And so um, I'm really, really proud of all, you know, our our team and for how we've just kind of managed and navigated uh, through a difficult time. And, and we're probably learned a lot about ourselves and, and our business, and you know how we can conduct business on on Zoom calls and and Teams calls, and uh, so it's been it's it's been new and different challenges. And, and but I'm really proud about how we've reacted, and that we're gonna you know hopefully a month from now we'll have crowned a champion. At the can be portland classic and and we might look on, back on it and go you know that was it was really great that we were able to pull that off it uh you know <clears throat> it might have a special place in our tournament hearts for the rest of our days.
0: sure i'm you know i'm guessing that the there will be so much garnered from this seriously as as from the the uh administrative of the tournament perspective like that, that you can have a great big, a file that you never thought you would have, so to speak, protocols and this type of thing. I, I, you know, I think that that's probably uh, something to put in the archives just in case you have to draw on it again.
2: Yeah, no question. I think we're going to (laughs) be, we'll, we'll save all these documents that we, uh, that we've produced in safety and protocols and, and all of that. And, 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 and quite honestly, there's probably some things that we learned from it that, that we weren't doing in normal times that were, were, are probably good practices to put, put in place anyway, moving forward. So,
1: sure.
2: uh, you know, it'll be an interesting recap um, when the event is over, but I think we're, we're going to look back on it with a lot of pride that one, we were able to execute an event that Cambia, our title sponsor stood by the event and was committed to, to the tournament, to the community, to the players, to the LPGA. And, and that we were able to pull off in an event in challenging times.
0: Yeah. There you go. Speaking of challenges, you know, my, my, my golf teacher, Bruce Furman gives us a tip every week, and he will always tell you that I've been a real challenge to him. So uh, I know (laughs) that I know this segment isn't about me, but here's our weekly tip from Bruce Furman.
1: This is Bruce Furman. I'm the director of instruction out at Langdon Farms Golf Club, and uh, I'm going to talk about uh, lag tip about lag. What's lag? Um, well, that means that the, the club head is lagging behind the handle at impact, or you have forward shaft lean. And uh, a good player is going to de loft their golf club. This match matches 10, 15 degrees sometimes, and a higher handicapper is going to probably add loft. So at impact, you want, if you're a right-handed player, you want to have your left wrist flat or even bowed, and you want your low point of your swing. You want to hit the ball first, of course, but you want the low point of your swing out in front of the ball two or three inches so that you uh, are contacting the ball, then the ground. So one way you can do that is just to try to hit what we call low punch shots, where you have about a three-quarter back swing, and then you rotate through it and have a low finish where your club head stays below your hands and try to hit it as low as you can. If you do that, you're going to work on your impact and you'll have better lag in your golf swing. I hope that helps. Thank you, Bruce.
0: We appreciate that. Um, you can find out more about Bruce Furman at LangdonFarms.com. Go to the instruction link there and click on that. And you'll see a big smiling picture of him and, uh, you can book a lesson with him or he can just ask him a question. Um, Chris Garrett and I will be back in just a couple of minutes and we're going to wrap up the regular show here on Grilling at the Green. Glad to have you along today and uh, stay with us. Hi everybody, it's JT and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, welcome back to Grilling at the Green here on AM 860, the answer in the Golf News Network. I'm Jeff Tracy, and we're talking with Chris Garrett from IMG. Chris, the tournament director for the upcoming Cambia, uh, the 14th through the 20th out there at uh, Columbia Edgewater. Great course. If you've never been out there, I've recommended it. Of course, we've been talking about it for years now, but it's a great course. And um, I used to play there a little bit when I was a kid. Um, And then I think we got booted off. That's a vague memory, but I won't talk about that. Uh, So, Chris, what's your normal routine like when you, a day in the life of Chris Garrett at the tournament?
2: Oh, Wow. Well, it's never the same. I can tell you that there's never two days that are the same. And, and, uh, you know, you're obviously you're, you're nervous, right? You've worked all, all year for, for one week, you know, you put every, every ounce of energy you have into, into executing an event in a one week timeframe. So you're nervous and hoping everything goes well and weather and nothing falls down and, and that uh, everything goes according to plan and and all the things that you've talked about for months and months leading up to it you know are executed to perfection and and you know you you obviously have mistakes and you get hard on yourself for the mistakes but a typical day is is you know early morning 5 5:30 depending on the day and, and late night and you know a lot of it's putting out fires a lot of it's uh you know that it just kind of come up and and a lot of it's uh just making sure that the uh, the the team has all the things that they need and that we're able to able to execute all the things that we've planned on for a long long time so uh you know i i I would like to say. I, I watch a lot of golf, but, uh, you know, during the day, but quite honestly, I, you know, you're so busy and doing other, other things and making sure that the sponsors, you know, in a typical year that the sponsors are taken care of and happy and spectators and, and fans and all of those types of things. And so, uh, I don't, I don't tend to watch a whole lot of golf. I wa- might watch the final couple shots on Sunday and, uh, and who the winner mm-hmm. is. And then, uh, You know what? We start tearing it down and get ready, and start planning. You know, the next day for the next year. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a long day full of uh, (laughs) different challenges and and uh, you know a lot of a a few Red Bulls maybe here and there to (laughs) keep you going. But uh, it's it's the highlight of right any event organizers time is that you know I try to take time I actually to enjoy what I'm doing and, and celebrate the successes and recognize, you know, that we had some shortcomings, but if you don't have a great time during tournament week, you got to get out of the business because it's, you know, you've worked all that time for it. And and if you can enjoy it during tournament week, you know, and, and recognize and celebrate some small victories and successes and, and the fact that you were able to pull this off, it's, it's a tough business to be in if you don't like it. So uh, I try to make sure that I take time to, to enjoy the people I'm with and, and what we're doing because we're lucky to do what we do.
0: Yeah. I think you hit on a key point there. If you're working in the event business, the entertainment business and you're not enjoying it, you should find another vocation because it's, it's all consuming and not just the, the, the time period of the event. And I know that the events I've worked on, like you said, you start again, you maybe give yourself a day or two to get everything torn down at the, at the, at the course and, you know, your logistics centers and everything back to the main office and all that stuff. But then you start having meetings about what was good. What can we do better? um, You know, logistically traffic flow or whatever the situation is. So it just never really ends. No,
2: it's, uh, it's, It's just, there's always something and, and, you know, there's not a lot of downtime to just sit there and go, Oh, there's not much to do today. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know if that'll change this year, but
0: (laughs) we'll see. Well, I would think maybe you got a little bit and then not much. Uh, I'm not discounting this at all, but a little bit of a lighter load with not all the spectators being there, but yeah,
2: no, I think, I think it will be different for certain. And, uh, so, um, yeah, we're but we're we're up to the challenge and looking forward to at least executing an event and getting one more under our belt.
0: Yeah, it'll be good. Um are is is this tournament going to stick around for a long time do you think?
2: Yeah, you know, um we're in a renewal year with Cambia as the title partner, but I can tell you that uh, that they are committed to seeing this for the long haul. Next year's our 50th anniversary. It's right, yep. pretty significant on the on the LPGA Tour. It's actually the long, longest-running non-major on tour. And um, so uh, I would expect that we'll have some great news in the coming months as it relates to the future of the Cambia Portland Classic.
0: Excellent. Chris Garrett from the Portland Classic coming up uh, September 14th through the 20th. And that's, what, 17 through 20 are the actual days of play. Uh, you can catch it on the Golf Channel, but Chris, thanks. I know you're busy and you actually got to jump to another call, but thanks for taking the time to be with us today.
2: You got it. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, thanks for all you do for our event.
0: No worries. We'll be back next week with another version of Grilling at the Green. Until then, everybody, take care. Have a good week.
1: Grilling at the Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, All Rights Reserve.